Whether you're a pro athlete, an exhausted parent, or spend all day in an office chair, CBDMD wants to give you the support that you need to make it through the day. CBD Freeze and Recover are an outstanding duo of topical products with specialized formulas to target relief where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try Freeze, Recover, and every other CBDMD product, you can take 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's CBDMD.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready to get messed up. Yep. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Lockdown Podcast Network. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Friday fiend, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Where were you when the ice storm? hit Dallas I, I I don't know if we can make jokes about that anymore after what happened in Fort Worth like no I'm saying well you you're in Florida I was waiting for a Florida joke at that point because you're just living the high life I, on the beach I, I'm not I don't think I'm making any jokes about that because goodness I'm sure everybody if you're living in Dallas I'm sure you saw the news story but if you're not living in Dallas there's oh yeah in Fort Worth yeah yeah, giant pileup. They think like over 100 cars in a pileup on the highway on I-35. And they, five to six people are, are dead. 30-something went to the hospital. Like, I hope, like stay safe out there, man, because in, in Dallas, like I, I lived there for a while. I'm, I'm heading back there. And like they don't treat the roads as much as they do in, in northern cities. Like if it's about to snow in, in Ohio or in Michigan, they, they'll – they'll salt the streets for like a week straight and get ready for it. But in Dallas just catches them off guard every time. And so it gets real, like it gets way more dangerous, even though there's not that much snow or anything like that. It's just the ice and the black ice. Black ice is the most dangerous out of all of them. And so, yeah, yeah, so that happens. So yeah, thoughts and prayers go out to everybody. If if your family was affected by it. Um, Yeah. If if your family was affected by it, by the way, and just reach out to us and hopefully we can make your day, but with a conversation or, you know, just talking with you or whatever. So if that's going to help you, then please reach out to us. And these next, uh, you know, these next, this is coming on Friday. These next like four or five days here in Dallas. It's, it's crazy. We're supposed to get snow on Monday, uh, which is insane. And, uh, yeah, I, I woke up this morning to, uh, and I checked Google maps and everything was just orange and red and it was just insane. The roads and a lot of, you know, schools shut down around here, which it feels like never happens as far as like pre pandemic and all that. And, um, yeah, it's just wild. So be safe. Uh, that's where I was. Yeah, I was going with uh, the be safe of these next few days. It's weird for Dallas people because we never really have to worry about ice and snow. But uh, yeah, be safe out there. And uh, if you can't, if you don't have to drive somewhere, I guess don't drive somewhere. Yeah, stay definitely stay safe. This is you know our, our PSA, I guess. But all right, let's move on, and uh, we'll we'll move on to something a little bit more exciting, something that we want to talk about, and that's the NBA. So today we're doing. Stock, stat, and story. We're doing this. This is a new kind of segment that we do, or a new show, where one segment's about stock. We're, we're, tr- we're buying and selling stock of players. The next one is a stat around the NBA. This could be the Mavs, could be not. 
could be you know another team and then a story that we've we've heard in the nba that we want to talk about so stock stat story that's today all right i guess i'll start with my stock well let's let's review some of our stocks we, we've done this now one two three four times and this is the fifth time we've done stock and so we've bought and sold some stock that at the beginning of the season before the season even started this is the stock that we bought or sold we both bought stock in Lamelo ball Feeling pretty good about yeah, that stock right now. Is it go. time to sell though? No, no, no. I'm, Not I'm time to sell. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm waiting for like two years when he's like an all star, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Bucks are a true title contender. I sold that and you bought it, and I'm feeling good about. I selling. bought him as a true title contender. You did. You bought. I have it right here. I've never been about them. Well, huh. you, I said I said that they are a true title title contender, and I feel much better about my decision now. We both bought stock in Isaac Okuru. That's kind of fallen off a little bit, but he's wait, 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 wait. The Bucks. You said you bought you bought that that they so would be a title contender. The topic or the stock was Bucks are a true title contender, and, and I you bought so- that. I sold it, and you bought it. That's so, so you, weird. So you think I've, that, I've been out on them as a title contender? Forever. I think it was one of those things where I talked them down and dressed them down so hard, and you were like, "No, I'll buy that." <laughs> Because I've never been about them winning a title until until Giannis gets a jump shot. So, uh, I, I but anyway, it right here, okay. um, Hawks top eight playoff team, which I think they are right now. If I'm, I think they're seventh, they're eighth right now. Ooh. If I'm looking at the standings, uh, we both sold that, and yeah, uh, the fans actually bought that. Sixty percent of of listeners, the Raccoon Squad, bought that. Huh. Uh, Devin Booker All Star, we both bought that. Eighty percent of of our listeners bought that too. That's not looking good right now. That one's not looking as good right now, but it could still happen. Chris Paul will be the same Chris Paul. I bought that. You sold that. I'm feeling so good about that one because he's the exact same Chris Paul that he's been. Oh, I, I don't know. I think I don't think you it's think as much of a home run. Oh, yeah. I mean, his, his shooting percentage and stuff are, are down from last year. And I, after, I mean, the way that the Suns have played with their injuries and the people they've missed and, how, the, and how Chris Paul looked against the Mavs. I mean, just going off oh, of yeah. those two things. <laughs> Maybe Brandon Clean could tell us more locked on Suns, but uh, Thunder number one pick, we both bought it. It's not looking too good, but I still think that they could get it with a trade or something like that. So yeah, uh, let, let's rapid fire through a couple more of these Rockets. I bought it, you sold it. This was before the James Harden trade, and uh, I'm feeling good about that one. Oh, I'm feeling good too. Let's the, go. The Rockets have had some big wins. Uh, Toronto's a sneaky Harden team. I sold that, you bought it. I don't know if they got Somebody- brought up. Speaking about the Rockets real quick, somebody keeps on DMing me every single time we bring up the Rockets, and I always say, yeah, I think they're going you know, trades to pieces, or I think they're going to suck. Somebody DMs me every time, like, hey, I think you're wrong about the Rockets, man. I don't care. <laughs> Is I, it Jackson Gatlin? <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not Jackson Gatlin. <laughs> uh, there's another one I'm going to skip. Here's one. I'm doing a victory lap right now. Uh-oh. Maxi Kleba will take the starting, starting center spot by force. Ooh. I bought that. You sold that. And I'm so excited mm. that I bought that because he has, he's, he's straight up taking it. Yeah. I took the, I guess Porzingis has kind of taken it, but all right, I'll no, give it well, to I took the, the approach of it would be a rotating door and not one, like an exact starting five, but Max he's is the best. He's not even fully back and he's the starting center. Yeah. We both bought stock in Christoph Porzingis and uh, Josh Richardson career year. That was the thing we bought. I don't think we're, I don't think we're there yet, but he's trending well, up before COVID. And that was, that was, yeah, that was before the season even. So yeah. uh, there's a couple ones we did other weeks, but let's get to, to this week. 
Uh, this is the one that I'm gonna I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy something in the NBA. Mm. It's not a Mavs thing, and this is something you are exempt from buying. You are you are not based on your past stock buys. You are not allowed to hedge your bet and buy this as well. I'm ready. I'm buying stock in Pascal Siakam. He's trending up right now. He people have been real low on Pascal Siakam. I'm buying stock on Pascal Siakam. Mm. I'm not sure I'm going to go. I guess I'll go all the way to all-star. Pascal Siakam being all-star. Oh, I'm not buying that. I'm buying that. You're not you, You're not allowed to because you said one of our – before the season, OG and Anobi will be better than Pascal Siakam by the end of the year. Yeah, I'm and still I, standing by that. I like that. I sold that. Here's Pascal Siakam last six games. This is before the Celtics game, which is going on still right now uh, while we're recording this. Last six games, Toronto's 5-2 and two with wins against Brooklyn and Memphis. Siakam, 25.5 points a game, 6.5 rebounds, 4 assists a game. He's shooting 50-40-82 uh, splits. The Raptors' offensive rating is 124.8, so he's leading the charge for this Raptors team. They're, they're finally getting back. They're, they're, their ship is kind of leveling out now. They're back in the playoff race. And so I'm buying stock of Pascal Siakam, all-star. You do that. I'm doing Keep, it. I guess in the East you can be an All Star. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> heck yeah. You can you can be on the worst team in the NBA and be leading the guards in All Star voting. And that's what Bradley Beal's doing right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, are you talking about Trey Young last year? He, uh, it's very Trey Young esque is what Bradley Beal's doing right now as far yeah. as All Star voting. All right, so the whole thing about buying and tra- buying and selling stock is you know you want to sell when you can make the most money and. I'm going to pull my Jon Snow sword out against the whole uh, Locked On Network right now. You know he died, right? (laughs) I'm selling the Utah Jazz. I I thought about it, and I was like, I'm selling them. Here's here's the thing. Just straight up or as what? As like a Western Conference Finals team. I'm selling it. I think they're, I think they're, and y'all can, whatever, whenever they make it to the Western Conference Finals. But I just think they're the, the, they're the classic, you know, Atlanta Hawks bud teams, you know, a few years ago. I think that they're amazing. The re- Conference Finals. <laughs> okay. But I think they're an amazing regular season team. It's all clicking. They look great. All the pieces fit together. I just think when the playoffs happen, I think star talent will outweigh what they have. And I could be wrong. I get, I get all of that. I just, there's just something. They're fun to watch right now, and I get all of it. And I, if I was a Jazz fan, I would be so hyped in everything. I just think when it comes to the playoffs, like if they match up with the Lakers right now in the playoffs, and the Lakers beat them in five, would you be shocked? No, no, I wouldn't. Or, or Clippers even. I, I wouldn't either. So like that's my thing of, I, you know. I think even though that they could run away with the best record in the league, they've only lost five games. It's insane how good they've been. But if you're the Mavericks and matching up with like the Jazz compared to like one of the LA teams, I would be so much more happy to play the Jazz in the playoffs than the, the LA teams. And I just think that speaks volumes. But so anyway, I would sell right now and make a lot of money. They're kind of like the Bucks last year more so, I think. Maybe like that Hawks team, that 60-win Hawks team, but they have glaring weaknesses that you're like, this is going to matter in the playoffs, right? Who's going to get you a bucket when you really need Like, can Donovan Mitchell? Yeah, he, he probably can. Oh, he can get you the bucket. I'm more worried about who's going to defend you know, Kawhi that, and LeBron and AD. And- that was my next point. They don't have the, the defensive wings, I don't think. Like Bogdanovich, Ingles, even Mitchell. Like Mitchell's small. Mitchell's like six foot. 
he's not a guy that's going to be out there guarding LeBron and Kawhi. He's good though. Right? I like I like him. Mitchell's very good. We drafted him several <laughs> years ago. We're going to keep running that back and saying that we drafted him on the Locked On, uh, you know, Podcast Network draft, the Locked On NBA draft. Yeah. So yeah, but and then Gobert, like what what happens with in go with Gobert in a final series against Anthony Davis, right? Yes, very I mean, interesting. Right? About do, that. Do, do, can the Clippers with Serge Ibaka can they shoot them out of the you know out of the gym basically with because it, it's not like when the Jazz played the Mavs, they the Mavs didn't have enough shooting to take the Jazz out of what they're doing defensively. If Porzingis was was you know forty five percent three point shooter, forty percent three point shooter, that takes them out of what they're doing, and. Yeah. uh Serge Ibaka is going to be better than Porzingis, I think, shooting, hopefully. And Anthony Davis is, can take advantage of Gobert whenever he wants. So, yeah, there's lots of – there's lots of hole, there's there's a couple of holes there that they just haven't filled and are going to matter. And it's the same thing with the – the reason why I compared to the Bucks last year is the Bucks' problem was they couldn't they couldn't find a shot when they really needed it last year. Yeah. And it, it's not necessarily the Jazz problem, but it, it was the Bucks, and they have one glaring problem that's definitely going to reveal itself in the playoffs. So, all right, uh, you have any other stock? I just want to buy the new uh, coach dress code. I think it's been amazing. I love seeing. <laughs> I haven't even it. noticed it. I have not even like thought about it once. Oh, I love the casual look. Um, uh, Saunders, little Saunders, the coach for the uh, Wolves the other day had Ryan. a Ryan. He had a uh, he had some threes on. Uh, Rocking Jays on the sideline as a head coach, amazing. Um, I just I just love the whole casual look. I like the quarter zips. I like the Nike attire. I love all of it. It should never change. So uh, I'm all about it. The suits need to go uh, just like uh, suits in church. They need to go. <laughs> Can I sell the national anthem as a concept? All right. Uh, coming up, let's get into our stats. I got a stat, something I've been tracking all year. It's Mavericks related, and it has to do with Luca and Porzingis. It's a stat that I've been tracking. I'm going to update everybody on it. And I have some concerns. We'll talk about that Ooh. coming up. But before we do, betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college, basketball, NHL, all kinds of stuff still in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, all that. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to play to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Just go to BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKEDON. You can bet on the Mavs coming up. You can bet on uh, the Jazz to win the, the win the West if you guys are really into that. If you don't want to believe in our stock, and if you want to you know, take that, you can. Uh, you can take that for data if you'd like. Uh, <laughs> right now I'm seeing Mavericks are a three point favorite against the Pelicans for this game tonight. If you're listening on Friday. So, uh, if you're if you want that, if you want that action, go ahead to betonline.ag again, use that promo code lockdown, get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online, your online sports book experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories and analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, give me your stat first because mine might take a while. Oh, man. Okay, so I kind of alluded to this the other day. 
about how good of a season Tim Hardaway Jr. is having shooting-wise. And so I wanted to look up and compare his volume to last year and his volume to this year and just where he stands with some other guys in the league. So right now, he's attempted 198 three-pointers this season. In 25 games, 198 threes. He's ninth in the league in three-point attempts per game. Last year, uh, for reference, he finished eighth in the league. And with 513 attempts per game. He's tied for eighth in the league in total three-pointers taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. I, not like average per oh, game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Total. Total per game, 198. Yeah. He's tied with Duncan Robinson and Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> yes. That's so crazy. L- last year, he finished eighth in the league with 513 three-point attempts. And that was in 71 games. So if you do the math on that a little bit, um, roughly, if we go to 75 games, since he's at 25 games, that puts in about 590, 594 takeaway. You know, some of that because he's not going to, because there's only 72 games this season. He's already missed one game. And so he's on pace for roughly like 50 more three pointers than he shot last season, which is kind of crazy to think about. But you look at what he's shooting right now. And I looked up players because you, you see the Seth Curry stuff and it's like, Hey, he's shooting 50% from three, which is amazing. He's an incredible shooter. He's only shot 75 three pointers this, this season, which is a decent amount. But when you compare that to his brother, Steph has shot 282 three pointers this season. Okay. So, <laughs> so Seth is, he is shooting 50%. And when he gets to 280, like his brother, he very well could be sh- still shooting 50% from three, but I want to look at, and I just did the, the simple qualifier of, players who have shot at least 150 three-pointers this season. And because that shows you that, hey, they're shooting at a high clip. They're shooting high-volume three-pointers a game. But who who shoot them at a high clip, too? And when you look at it with Tim Hardaway Jr., there's only, there's roughly about 10 players that are in between that are like 39% and, and above. You look at Joe Harris. Joe Harris is 182 three-pointers a season, 48% from three. That's insane. Paul George incredible season so far 157 threes at 48 percent from three 48 percent from three that's insane for paul george number three on that list terry rozier (laughs) 181 three-pointers this season 44 percent uh then you just keep on going down steph zach levine is on that list zach levine do you want him do you want him taking the ball away from luca late in the game Who Levine Hive is real for a guy. Very, very upset at a taken out of context quote from us. Uh, that's all right. We can see him in a dunk contest. Donovan Mitchell Vucevic is on that list. <laughs> that's wild. Bogdanovich, Mike Conley, Patty Mills, and then Tim Hardaway Jr. The Jazz Bogdanovich. Yes, yes, Jazz Bogdanovich. And uh, so Tim Hardaway Jr. is at 198 threes, 39% from three. I say all of that to say he's one of the best three-point shooters in the league. And that matters to me. Um, Not that he's having just as good a season as he did last year as far as shooting the three, but it shows you that he's right up there as far as volume-wise too, that he's shooting 39% from three, and it's not like he's only played in 10 games and you know taken 83 pointers. It's not a shot at Seth, but I'm just saying – Tim has played in majority of all the games this season. He's averaging a ton of threes per game. He's shooting him at right at 39, 40% from three. This is what we ask for him. And I just don't, I it's, I'm, no, I'm kind of echoing what I said the other day, but I just don't want to overlook the impact he's had for the Mavs and the season he's having so far. 
you're putting numbers to it, which which is good. And uh, just that Tim's having a really, really great volume shooting season. There's not a lot of players yeah. that, that do that. Like you just said, that's the list, which is a pretty wild list. Jeremy Grant also on that list. Did you mention he's right under Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> shooting like 39% on 157 made threes. His season's pretty crazy. Do you know who's right under that? Mm-mm. LeBron James. All of a sudden, LeBron James, a 40% three-point shooter this year. I just look over his name. Do you know who's after that? Duncan Robinson. Tim Hardaway Jr. is having a better shooting season than Duncan Robinson at the moment. Mm. Wild. Wild. Eat it. Eat it, Duncan Robinson. Okay. (laughs) Here's mine. Something I've been tracking. If you follow me on Twitter, at Nick Van Exit. You can also follow Isaac, at Isaac L. Harris. And follow our show, at Lockdown Mavs. We have, I think, the fourth most followers of any Lockdown show. Which is pretty cool. Let's go. We've been crunching some numbers over here. So and downloads too. We're always in the top five. In in the NBA. I'm I'm talking we have the fourth most followers of any locked on show oh, on of, Twitter. Of, of all of them. Like NFL, college, hockey, nice. baseball, all that. If you follow me on Twitter, is the, my only point in saying that is if you follow Hot me on Twitter, hockey. you know I've been tracking this throughout the year. When one star player is on the floor for the Mavs at a time. I thought he was going to say Dwight Powell hit in the face. Last hit, I have been tracking that. He's up to 12 now, and I I know I've missed some. So, by the way, if you ever see Dwight Powell get hit in the face, tweet at me, at Nick Van Exit. Last season, Luka and KP on the floor together. Their net rating, which is the difference between uh, points per 100 possessions and and uh, points allowed per 100 possessions. That's offensive and defensive rating. So, their net rating, this is how much, how many more points they score than the other team on average per, you know, points per 100 possessions. Plus 5.4 when they're on the floor together. That's positive. That's good. That's mm. a, that's a decent. That's decent. It's not great, yeah. but it's a, it was decent last year. That's like 2,000 possessions. When Luca was on the floor and KP was off the floor, uh, those those lineups, the Mavericks were plus 5.7. A little bit better. Basically the same. When KP was on the floor and Luca was off the floor, this is this is last season. Basically when Porzingis was playing with the bench unit against bench players, basically. Plus 8.5. The Mavericks bench was really good. And the Mavericks have had really, really good benches over the last couple of years. Carlisle always throws together some kind of combination. It's the J.J. Barea, Devin Harris tandem with, yeah. you know, Dirk and whoever else was, was coming off the bench. They, they've always had good bench units. Last year was no exception. This season, the beginning of the season, I've, I've been tracking this. January 21st, so about a month into the season. When Luka was on and KP was off, and this was a very small sample size, they were plus 3.1. Not as good as last year, but decent. When Luka was on and KP was off, plus 5.6. So better. So they were good when Luka was on on the floor and KP was off to start the year. When KP was on and Luka was off, minus 27. Strugglesville. Big time Strugglesville at the beginning of the season. But KP's just coming back. They didn't have all their guys. All that kind of stuff. That was January 21st. Now, Couple weeks after that, February second, I'm still tracking this. When Luca was on the floor without Kristaps Porzingis, minus 0.6 net rating. So it was, uh, it went down significantly. That was a big struggle, struggle stretch right there for the Mavericks. So they were, they were not good. Just overall, not good. Uh, but what was crazy about that is, so when Luca was on and KP was off, that net rating went from. You know, 5.6 is a positive to negative 0.6. So that went way down. What went up, though, was when Porzingis was on the floor and Luca was off the floor. On January 21st, that was negative 27, like I said. On February 2nd, that number was 
minus 18. So that went up. Still terrible, right? Still really bad. Still but, bad. Yeah. But, it, but it improved. All right, now, so all that being said, the Mavericks still really bad when Porzingis is on the floor, Luka is off the floor. Decent to good when Luka is on and KP is off. Now, up to the present. This is all according to cleaning the glass. Luka and KP on the floor, plus .9. So basically one. They're basically scoring one more point per 100 possession than the, than opponents. Uh, their offensive rating is back better than it was last year, 117.3. Defensive rating is 116, so it's terrible. Like, Sucks. worse yeah. worse than last year. When Luka is on the floor and Porzingis is off the floor, minus .5 net rating. So basically no change since February 2nd. So th- that's no change. Still not very good, but not awful either yeah when Porzingis is on the floor and Luca is off this is the big number we've been tracking right negative 27 at the beginning negative 18 a couple weeks later and now a couple weeks later after that minus 21 it's gone back down and they, they've mm. gotten worse and here's where it really breaks down for me their offensive rating is 107 when Luca is on off the floor and KP is on the floor that is awful like absolutely terrible their defensive rating is 128 they're allowing 128 points per 120 possessions that's terrible so all this being said all these numbers and all that this is what it means so far the Mavericks have not figured out their bench units when Luca is off the floor and Porzingis is on the floor it's still terrible it's still the big weakness on their team Plus, they're still not super great when both Luka and KP are on the floor and when only Luka is on the floor. So they, they got to improve in all facets. But the one that they really need to improve on to keep them in games is when KP is on the floor and Luka is off the floor. Uh, did I, lo- I probably lost you in some of the numbers, but that's the big takeaway is that Porzingis and bench units have not been good. The weird thing is last season – the defense was was pretty good when Luca was when when Luca was off and KP was on. The defense was 108 points per 100 possessions, and that was the most used lineups were Porzingis, Tim Hardaway Jr., Brunson, Dorian Finney-Smith, and either Dwight Powell or Maxi Kleba. All those players are still still here. The rotations have changed a little bit, but it's wild how different the defense is. Now, what what does it mean overall? What it means overall is Porzingis is having an awful defensive season so far, and he has been a huge, huge burden for the Mavericks defensively. And so that is something to keep track of. I've been keeping track of these numbers. We're going to keep keeping track of them every every couple weeks here and see how it improves. I expect these numbers to go up over these last – I expected them to be up from February 2nd since the Mavs have gone on a win streak, but they haven't. Their defense has been awful. These even Even in these wins, their defense has been awful these past couple of wins. So uh, I expect these numbers to go up over now that they have everybody back. People are getting back in the lineup. They're playing a lot of home games, all that. And so that's one area the Mavericks really need to improve. When Porzingis is on the floor and Luca is off the floor, they got to be better. Yeah. I mean, that's the, yeah, that's one of the things we talked about in this spot a lot is when Luca set, when Luca sets, can they not, can they just tread the water? You'd be nice if they could, you know, increase the lead or something like that. But they can't be so bad to where you just you fear taking Luca off the floor, and they haven't. They got to figure that out. It was a strength last year. The reason why I brought up 2019-20 season was because it was a strength. The Mavs defense was a strength for them. If their starting unit was kind of overpowered by some other starting units, their their bench could make up for it. This year, their starting unit has to take over and has to dig you know the bench unit out of holes. <laughs> Basically, it's just what what it's come down to. So Carlisle still has some stuff to figure out. The, the, the lineup at the end of the last game was fascinating. So uh, yeah, that's something to watch out for. Again, the takeaway, 
Mavericks with KP on the floor, Luka off. Awful. Terrible defense, terrible offense. Got to get better. Got to change something up. Some kind of rotation has to change. Maybe it's this whole change with, you know, Luka's, Luka and Porzingis' minutes. Seems to be helping a little bit here and there. But All right, coming up, we got some stories we want to share with you around the league. Some uh, some interesting stuff that Isaac and I have been tracking. Uh, so coming up, we've done our, stat, we've done our stock, we've done our stat. Now let's do our story. We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, Built Bar. Mm. The, let me let me tell you something. This is an advertisement for Built Bar, right? We talk about Built Bar all the time. They sent us these coconut brownie chunk bars, and I, I I genuinely do not believe it is a protein bar anymore, and yet it is. It it tastes so good. It is. <laughs> Every single person on this network agrees that these bars are incredible. It it tastes like you're eating a chocolate bar. They are. They're covered in 100% chocolate. It tastes like a chocolate bar with marshmallow in it and then like little nuggets of like, I don't know, what do you, what do you call it? Nougat or, or something. Like there's there's a little bit of crunch in there too. And they are the, I, I would eat it over a candy bar. Like name a candy bar. I would probably I'd <laughs> Snickers. I would rather have this brownie chunk built bar over this. I texted you in all caps when I got it in the mail and I ate the first one and I was like, I forgot what I said, but I was just like freaking out. And I said, it's instantly the best built bar over mint brownie over white chocolate cherry sundae. This new bar is, it's the best they've made. And we could, we, I could not believe that. And to be fully honest, neither of us like coconut that much. And this is a, this is coconut brownie chunk and we love it. It's delicious. Plus here to, here's the thing. 150 calories. 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar in this. It's a perfect uh, snack. Built Bar, go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN or LOCKED, and get this limited time flavor. It's going to be gone. I, I guarantee you it's going to be gone. I, I should order these, actually. I'm probably going to order some right now. So go order. Coconut Brownie Chunk is the one that we tell everybody to get. Uh, builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Tomorrow on Lockdown NBA, Anthony Irwin of Lockdown Lakers and Adam Mares of Lockdown Nuggets will uh, be in for a wrap-up of the biggest stories around the league. Anthony and Adam bring you the game recaps, weekend previews, and the weekly NBA power ranking you can't miss. Subscribe to Lockdown NBA wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Isaac Harris, let me share my story real quick because I know what yours is. Carl Anthony Towns, man, this guy has been through it. I, I just... Every time I read something about Carl Anthony Towns, I'm reminded that these guys are humans and that they're dealing with all the stresses that we are, plus some more, right? Like they're still like for the, for most of our jobs, your, for your job, my job, we're not traveling. They're traveling a lot. Like there's they're getting tested all the time. There's a lot of stresses that come with that. And I know everybody's response to that is, well they get paid millions of dollars to do it. They play a game, it should be fun, blah blah blah. They don't get a lot of the perks this season of that they've had in the past. They can't like go out and blow off steam. They can't be hanging out with everybody in. Uh, this, that is not what I meant by that. <laughs> they can't. They can't. Um, like they just can't. They can't hang out with their teammates as much as they could. Like the bench is all different. Like even little things like that. There's so many stressors to deal with this, and and probably there's anxiety of will I be the guy to get COVID and cost my team some games? Right. I'm sure there's some stress there. Carl Anthony Towns. He's had family members like his mother and like family members close to him die of COVID during this. And he's still going out and playing. Mm. Here's a couple of quotes from an ESPN article. Um, he said, 
you know, at times when he tests after he tested positive, there was nights when quote his vitals weren't good and he has underlying conditions and um, you know his genetics is it made it uh, his bout with the virus was quote scary at times and like you just don't think about that right you just say oh he's out it's kind of like with an ACL where he's out with an AC players out with a torn ACL or Dwight out with a, you know, an Achilles. And we don't think about all the rehab and stuff that reteaching your body, how to walk. We don't think about all that stuff. And with COVID it's so it's even on a different level than that because he's had family members literally die of this. This is another quote from towns. I am a high risk case. COVID did not treat me well whatsoever. A lot of scary nights. One of the things I told my sister when I got COVID was, Hey, I got it. And I don't, I don't got a good version of it. I got a lot of COVID in me, but I'm going to fight it and beat it. And he did. And I just want to just, I th- I guess the whole point of my this story is to give him respect and for the Mavericks guys to give them some time to come back because it, 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 everybody takes it differently. It affects everyone differently. And there's going to be some long-term effects that we don't know about this too. And it's just crazy. I'm sure a lot of you know this information, but I just wanted to reshare this story from Towns because it just, it blew me away. Yeah. I mean, yeah. When I think about COVID and the NBA, I mean, Towns is the first name that comes to my mind just with the family you know, losses that he's had and the story that you're referencing. I was reading about that the other day and I just, I can't imagine what he's been going through this past year. And um, yeah, he can't help. I mean, you're just rooting for the guy and it's like, man, I, I just want you to uh, not just play well, but be safe. And he seems like a, a good guy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Give me your story. Uh, yeah. So, uh, continue with, uh, you know, a heavy story here, or at least, um, a serious topic. So we all know that in the month of February, we celebrate uh, black history month. And, um, I, I read the story on the athletic a few days ago, uh, from Tony Jones, uh, who, uh, wrote this incredible story is called as NBA players delve into black history questions, uh, abound on how and what they learn. And he approaches this topic of Black History Month from the angle of what are we taught from such a young age and what do we, you know, what do we know about our history? And I think this is such an important part because I think so many of us grow up in in our uh, systems, in our school systems, in our public school systems and private school systems and all of that. And we learn a certain version of history and some people like to skip over certain parts of our history and we can't do that. And well, there was a school in Utah, uh, this charter school in Utah, Donovan Mitchell uh, quote tweeted uh, this tweet back uh, a few days ago, maybe last week. And this charter school in Utah opted out uh, of, or it gave the parents uh, yeah, the, the opt option, out, yeah. Yeah, the opt out clause to opt out of their, their kids from Black History Month curriculum. They've since changed their mind on that. I went back to that story uh, today and uh, <laughs> they have changed their mind on that. But I think it's so important. And I lumped that question or I lumped that story, the, the Mitchell, the Utah you know, charter you know, school story in with Tony Jones's story because Tony Jones talks to Tyrese Halliburton uh, about history and how he's kind of dove into uh, just everything that he can learn. And he talked to Harrison Barnes and all of this. And I think it's a challenge for all of us to look at and look at this history that we all know and that we've all learned about growing up in, in school and all these different stories and plays that we've been in, all this stuff that we know in our head of what the history is of our country. But there's also also parts of our uh, history of our country that 
we don't know about that it's been glossed over because the mistreatment of African Americans in our history, that's part of our history. The bravery of civil rights leaders, that's part of our history. We don't get to pick and choose what's part of our history, but we all, but we do get to decide on what's going to be part of our future. And I think we have a choice to say, all right, let's look about what was our true history of this. Tyrese Halliburton says in this story and says, I, this is a direct quote from him on Tony Jones and Athletic. He says, I hate that is it is acknowledged as African-American history and not American history. He says, no, that's the history of our country. Black history is our, our history. If you live in this country, black history is our history. Whether you like it or want to admit it or not, the mistreatment of African-Americans is part of, the, part of the history of our country. And we have to learn from that. And we have to grow from that. And our future shouldn't and can't be that. So this month is Black History Month. How can we educate ourselves? I just want to throw three books at you that have meant a lot to me that I've learned from a lot. Warmth of the Other Sons, Just Mercy, which has a movie too with Michael B. Jordan and everything, but the book's incredible. Mm. And this book called from Austin Channing Brown, I'm Still Here, Black Dig Dignity in a World Made for Whiteness. So I just, Black History Month, um, make it an education. tweet those out for people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tweet it out for sure. Uh, I just... I do get passionate about that because I grew up in a lot of same school public school systems that I'm sure a lot of you listening to this do and did. And as I become an adult, I have read story after story and things that's been vital part of our country and our history. And I'm like, I didn't learn about that in my school. And I should have. I should have. So what can you learn more about this month? And uh, hopefully there's a piece of uh, history in our country uh, that you can, yeah learn about this month and this is related to the mavericks because they they wear shirts and everybody's wearing shirts that, that like warm-up shirts that say built by black history and everyone wears it you know black athletes yeah. white athletes luca porzingis like all these guys wearing built by black history because like you said it's one in the same you know black history is american history and and so and you know then back and forth so Great story. Isaac will tweet out those recommendations. Guys, we appreciate you listening to the podcast. We'll be back with the post-game pod. The Mavericks play the uh, the Pelicans. Pelicans at home. Pelicans at home. So it should be a good one. Zion versus Luca. We're excited about that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. I learned two pretty big lessons on the rough and tumble playgrounds of Brookridge Elementary School. One, if little Ronnie Fouch offers you a candy bar, you immediately say no and you get the hell out of there because there's a good chance that little son of a gun has just pooped inside of a Butterfinger wrapper.